All right, we're live, guys. Well, welcome to episode number one of the first the, one. Yeah, the first one we've ever done. It's the Young and Successful Podcast. What we're going to call this? Um, first time we're actually here in Tyler's office in Idaho Falls, Idaho. It's a pretty nice office. They just got this set up six months or so ago. Not even. It was like two and a half months ago. Two and a half when months. we moved in here. So. Well, we're gonna get into we're gonna get into Tyler's story. We're gonna get into my story. So I'm Jackson Wood. You probably have seen me tweet about this. Tyler's tweeting about this. We're gonna introduce introduce ourselves, talk about kind of what we're doing with the podcast, why we want to do this, what the goal is, and then you know just interview guests and go from there. It's uh, really a podcast aimed at young individuals that want to be entrepreneurs or want to build a business, I guess, or even just be successful working for somebody else. Um, you know, us two, Jackson Wood and Tyler Porter, we, we're pretty proud of what we've done, but we're probably not the best to interview that we want to have people out there that are, you know, much more successful than us and kind of just take their stories and apply it to, you know, our lives or your lives that are listening to this and, and just help us build something. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'll be the first to admit, I don't know crap, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm I don't know that you're humble. I started a business. And I think I run it pretty well, but I'm not going to be the one that gives everyone advice, telling them what to do or what they should or shouldn't do. So absolutely bring on some guests that do know what they're talking about, have a lot of experience and hopefully help whoever's listening to kind of do their own thing. I mean, that's kind of our goal is just to be able to help people, whether they're millennials, getting out of high school, or even people that are 70 years old wanting to start a business to help them kind of gain that courage, gain that knowledge that they need to do their own thing, whether, whether it's you know, I run a marketing agency, so if someone else is trying to run a marketing agency, Jackson, you're in the financial world, so if someone's looking to do something like that, or if they're just trying to start, you know, make their own product, whatever it is, their own fidget spinners or whatever. Dude, I'm telling you, those guys that made the fidget spinners. Dude, they're killing it. They're killing it. I yeah. bought one today. Yeah. <laughs> well, how much bucks. did you spend? We spent a total of $40. We bought two of them. We walked in. We were going to buy, like, they have... A couple for sale for like a dollar eighty eight or something. That those was our plastic plan. ones with yeah. the bearings. Yeah. On, yeah, we're like, let's we'll just go buy a couple of those. We were shooting a video that we needed them in, um, but then they took us to this like special case with all the special fidget spinners, uh, twenty bucks you. and above. Yeah, and dude, we were sold, man. Those things were sweet. <laughs> the, the fidget spinners that they bought have cases. I've yeah. never seen, you know, so their own nice leather one. cases. That's right. All right, man. Well, tell me. So the podcast was the idea was born on Tyler's end you know he I was actually with Carly we my wife and uh, I was just kind of sitting there and all of a sudden I get a text message from Tyler that says I want to run something past you I've got this idea to create a podcast kind of aimed at Millennials and and how to build a business and interview people so how did you come up with that idea what sparked that I mean that's a good question I listen to podcasts myself yeah I think it's who do you listen to I listen to all sorts of people I'll be, I'll be honest I listen to a lot of Gary Vaynerchuk yeah. um, Gary V. I listen to I listen to a lot of TED Talks. For some reason, I really like to listen to TED Talks. I think they're inspiring. I like to hear other people's stories of what they've done or what they've learned. Um, I used I, I listened to a lot of Joe Rogan. Yeah, he's not the most appropriate of people, but I think his podcast is awesome. So, um, I, and I my wife likes to listen to like there's these podcasts that talk about like different crime stories things like that i just think for me it's more entertaining to listen to than just listening to music i get sick of music and i feel like i'm actually learning something and kind of furthering my knowledge whether it's in marketing business or just history you know just whatever and i i I prefer to do that than to listen to music 
So I, I already was listening to podcasts, things like that. And I just thought for me, when I first started my business, I, I quit my full-time job. I just jumped in, you know, jumped into the deep end essentially. And it was pretty scary. It was a scary thing to do. Just, you know, get rid of that steady paycheck, get rid of that consistency, that stability that I had and just do my own thing. It's like, now it's all on me. Yeah. I'd pay my health insurance, whatever it was. And to really like my paychecks depend on me a hundred percent. Um, it was a scary thing. So I thought like being able to talk to people that probably feel those same feelings and really inspire them and help them understand like, this is how we did it. You can take some of what we've done and apply it into your own life or take, you know, if we're interviewing someone else, take what they've done and and use that to inspire yourself to do it. Because I think a lot of people have good ideas. A lot of people want to be entrepreneurs. I think it's everyone's dream now to become an entrepreneur, work for themselves, do their own thing. Um, but a lot of people just don't know how to do it or they don't have the courage to do it. So I think I just wanted to be able to build something that helps inspire other people. It's not for the money or anything like that, but just to take my experiences, take other people's experiences and help inspire other people. Yeah. Well, I think that's a great idea. Um, as soon as I got the text message, I was totally on board. I ran it past my wife and she said, that's perfect because I'm, you know, I'm kind of obsessed with capitalism and business and doing my own thing. And I recently, you know, started my business. So we're going to kind of go through those stories, um, but kind of moving forward. So episode one, or it might be one and two, we're going to talk about Tyler's story, you know, where he came from, what lessons he has learned and what he did uh, to kind of start his business. Then we're, we're going to flip it and it's going to be my story. Um, but then the next episodes, however many we decide to come up with, hopefully just continues to go on and on. Um, we're going to interview guests. We're going to reach out to, to our network and go through, you know, people that we know are successful, get their stories. And then we might even kind of dabble into some books and articles and talk about current things. So that's going to be the format, but it's going to be kind of an open-ended format um, with kind of that one goal in mind of applying the lessons that we have learned ourselves and that our guests have learned. And then, you know, using that to kind of springboard your own career and launch your own business or kind of do what you want to do in that space. I think it's really important now because it's so modern. You know, social media, um, the Internet plays such a huge part in this. And and some of the old stories, you know, uh, I'm thinking of like the Warren Buffett story or even like the Bill Gates, Microsoft story. Those lessons are valuable, but there are certain things you have to have for 2017, right? New things. I think the world's changed completely. Oh, yeah, Yeah. completely. So you need to have that cutting edge. And so hopefully we can kind of take those lessons and learn. I'm excited to see what I can learn from this, see what we can do. I mean, from my standpoint, I I run a marketing agency here in Idaho Falls. Um, So I think kind of my viewpoint is definitely going to be from the marketing side of things. You know, how to market your business, how to start that. Or even if you're trying to run your own marketing agency, which I know a lot of people want to do, um, helping them to understand this is how we did it. This is how we started. Here's how we continue to be successful. Um, So that's how I view things. I always view things from a marketing standpoint. You know, how can I market this? How can we get this in front of people? How can we make this blow up? Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I've worked with Tyler and with my family and what we do in our business and He's definitely good at what he does, and he has the marketing industry. I think he's got his finger on the pulse, but also he runs a business. So that's totally different than marketing, right? So you've, you've learned lessons in how to 
the other day he came over and he was setting up disability insurance on the phone, right? And yeah, dude, simple things like that. Like, how do you man. do that, right? <laughs> you know, you went Just through the that. amount of things you have to do and worry about every day. I'm getting calls yeah. from insurance people every day, <laughs> paying bills left and right. Just things that you don't expect. Workers' or comp, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. just things you don't want to deal with, but you have to deal with. It's just part of running a business. And it's really know? vital, right? Absolutely. It's a key part. If you, yeah. Without those things, you know, and, and there's no book out there. Or podcasts that I've heard of that says, okay, here's how you do it, right? Here are things I learned. It's kind of just generic and vague. And so we're going to dive into all the different details and things like that, hopefully. And hopefully some of it's useful. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't even mind if, if, you know, there's something going on political, if we talk about something like that. Like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> that man. could get heated. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I have some different viewpoints. We live in a very, very conservative area, too. Yes. And uh, yes. my viewpoints don't always align with everyone around here. And sometimes I creates problems i mean it can yeah. i've had some heated arguments with my parents even you know what i mean politics are one of those things that i don't know always creates an argument somehow but well it's interesting too because we're both millennials so we we grow up in a, an environment where our friends are very socially liberal but we both mm-hmm. own businesses yeah so we're both pretty conservative with economics and finance Absolutely. and things like that so it puts us into an interesting Interesting perspective, socially liberal, kind of split that way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it certainly can cause tension. Um, all right, well, let's just jump into it, Tyler. Tell us about yourself. Where, how old are you? When were you born? Where are you from? Yeah. Um, so my name's Tyler Porter, like Jackson mentioned. I uh, I grew up here in Idaho Falls. I wasn't born here. I was born in California, but I grew up most of my life here in Idaho Falls. I moved here when I was in the middle of kindergarten year. So this is what I know. This is where I'm from. Born and raised out in the West. Yep. Yeah. Little Idaho, the potato state. Yeah. Some of you may not have heard of Idaho. People always confuse it with Iowa, but it's not Iowa. It is Idaho, more right west. Right Utah. Yeah. <laughs> Jackson's from Utah, yeah. just right above Utah. Um, I always kind of grew up as an entrepreneur, so I'm the oldest of six kids in my family. Um, and I've always been the type that just kind of works for myself. Whenever I wanted something, I just did whatever I had to do to get that you know, whether it's a pair of shoes, whatever it was, my first car, I paid for half of it myself. My parents agreed, if you can come up with half the money, we'll pay the other half. Um, so it, it all started with, I mean, a paper route was my very first job. I was like 12 years old. Then I went into, started my own business, um, mowing lawns, taking care of people's yards. And I've just worked every job you can possibly think of since I've, I've roofed, I've moved pipe in you know, the farmer's fields. Um, I've worked at restaurants, just everything just kind of you know, you were tried always it all. doing something. Yeah. I just like to keep busy. I like to yeah. work. Um, what kind of, tell us about like your family. What does your dad do? Your mom work? Yeah. So my dad kind of, I think where my entrepreneurial spirit came from was my dad. So my dad for 16 years owned an Apple store. So not like, you know, apples that you eat, but like Mac Apple. Right. Um, he, started that before apple was even cool okay back then no one even knew what it was you had like those colored imacs things like that it started to make some buzz yeah um but everyone had pcs back then so i I was almost embarrassed in school to say that i owned an apple computer i don't even know why but (laughs) like what kind of computer do you have it was what is that like i have windows you know pc with windows like so much cooler um anyways that's where kind of my so my dad for 16 years did that um he eventually there was a competitor that came to town he kind of decided to do something new he got a job offer as a vice president at a company called anderson hitches they make truck hitches things like that so that's what he does now 
Um, but I grew up helping him at his store, doing things like that, kind of seeing how he ran the business and learning from, from him. Um, he's from England, my father, so I'm half English. So he, he, he migrated over here? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. He came over here when he was 19 years old and he went to college and he stayed here ever since. So then he met my mom in Oregon. That's where she's from. And my mom's a, a stay at home mom for the most part. She helps like substitute teach once in a while, things like that. But for the most part, she kind of stays at home. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of where I come from. Did your parents like push you to, you know, were they really strict with schooling? Did they care a lot about college and all that? You know, that? honestly, neither one of my parents are college graduates. Okay. Kind of a, a funny thing. So I went to college. I got, I got my um, bachelor degree in film production. Okay. Um, kind of that's where everything started for me. Um, what drove, okay. I don't want to jump too far ahead, but you know, film is an interesting major. It's not something that's yeah. very common, right? Yeah. So how did you, what, what sparked your interest in film? So I started in high school. I okay. was running our kind of, we had like a morning news production and I was in charge of that. So that's kind of where it all began. I, you know, this is, I just love doing, you know, anything to do with video, making our own videos, doing the news production, the all of that. Right? Just, yeah, I just loved being creative and being able to kind of tell a story through video. So that's really what sparked my interest okay. kind of growing so are, up. So it's, you're very artistic. I try to be. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Fake it till you make it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen your work. Yeah. It's great. No. So, okay, so your parents didn't really push you to go to college or anything. They Not really. I mean, they, they definitely said, like, you should. They weren't, yeah. like, against it by any means. But it wasn't something – I don't think it was, like, one of those things, like, you have to go to college. Like, that's what you have to do. Because neither one of them my, – my parents both went to college. They didn't finish college. Dropped out. Um, yeah, and my dad, he kind of kicks himself now for not finishing college. He was pretty close. Um, but – someone convinced him that he needed to get into the world of sales and that's where he'd make all the money and just to quit and start selling stuff. Okay. Um, somehow that, how did that translate into owning an Apple store? I think my dad's, that's a good question. I mean, he's always been the type that, I mean, he works harder than anyone I know possibly, you know, yeah. just to provide for his family and everything. And I think he worked for Apple for a while. And so he had that knowledge. He knew how to fix computers. He's, he's one of those guys that can pick up anything and figure it out. He can fix everything you can possibly dream of. Whenever I need something, I call him and he just knows how to do it somehow. Right. Um, so he was already fixing computers and he said there was no one in this area that was fixing Apple computers or anything like that. So he's like, hey, look, I'm going to try it out and do my own thing and see if it works. I think he struggled for a lot of years, though. I mean, he was making barely any money at all. I don't even know how my family survived to be quite honest. Right. Um, until finally Apple started getting more popular. They started advertising more. People started buying them more and he did pretty well after that. So cool. Yeah. Cool. I don't really know what drove him to do that though. That's a good question. I should ask him. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting because you see a lot of people either, you know, they're forced in into a certain path through their family, mm -hmm. you know, whether they're forcing them or not, they encourage them strongly. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting because a lot of entrepreneurs come from families that nobody went to college, yeah. you know, and, or some of them, their parents are doctors and then they rebel and yeah, they leave yeah, and, seen and that piss everybody off. So I think that's kind of just crucial to know what background you came from and, and how you were raised. Um, okay. So you go to, you graduate high school. What year did you graduate high school? 2007. 2007. Okay. Yep. So then you went straight to film school. I did. Okay. And I actually got my bachelor's degree in two years. Okay. I went like all year long and I was in school probably six days a week on average. Wow. So, you know, 12 hours a day was not an uncommon thing for me to be in school. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> I went to school drive. in Florida. Yeah. Um, 
See, but, if I were down in Florida going exactly. to school, I would be distracted. But somehow I still had time to do things like go to the beach, you know, go do all the crazy stuff that you do in Florida. I didn't feel like I didn't have enough time. Okay. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I just decided, hey, if I'm going to do it, let's just go all in and yeah. let's get it done. And I did. So. so you're in film school. You're working hard. What are you thinking you know, what's your career going to be when you're in film school? What, you know, what I do you want to do? Really have a plan, okay. to be quite honest. Um, I wanted to make documentaries. I wanted to be able to use my talent to help other people in the world, whether, you know, it's people struggling in Africa or whether it's, you know, something here on, you know, in the U.S., someone's struggling with whatever it was. I wanted to use that as a platform to be able to kind of help the world, essentially change the world. And I'm not saying that I'm against that now, still absolutely not. Right. But I don't think I had a solid game plan. In my mind, I just wanted to use my talents to make a difference in the world. Gotcha. Um, I also thought maybe I'll end up in L.A. working on Hollywood films. I didn't have a solid game plan. I didn't really want to end up in Hollywood, though. Okay. Um, I thought maybe I would have to because I had no other choice. Okay. But Were a lot of your really... like, classmates going there? Oh, tons of them. Just Most of them, I would say. Just... Yeah, that's just what they wanted to do. And obviously there's work there. Um, but that just wasn't really what interested me. I didn't want to work on these long, you know, long, I mean, when you're right. on a film set, you're working like 16 hours a day for solid three months. And then you're looking for a new job after that to get onto another movie set or whatever it is, a commercial. Gotcha. Um, so that's not really what interested me. It was more, I was more interested in using my talents to make a difference in the world. I didn't have a solid game plan though. I wouldn't suggest that. <laughs> you just knew a plan. you wanted to do something that could inspire people yeah. or help you. Yeah, and, Absolutely. Okay. So, um, all right. So you go down. So you're from Idaho, graduate high school in Idaho, go down to Florida. Yeah. Do film school in two years. Uh -huh. All your friends are graduating, you know, going to work, big Hollywood film yep. companies. Yep. How'd you get back to Idaho? So, I, man, I have a backwards story. So um, I actually decided to do kind of a service mission for my church for two years after I graduated college, which in my church isn't normal. Usually people go do that and then go to college. Gotcha. I decided to do it opposite because I wasn't really sure if I wanted to go on one at first. Yeah. Okay. So for, for those of you don't, that don't know, it's a Mormon mission. Yes. Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Correct. Common in Utah. We both go to that church. Um, and what's customary is at 19 years old, you kind of just check out of normal mm -hmm. life and you go work a service mission and you, you help people, members of the church, you work with the congregations. So you graduated from college in film. Yes. Then you went and did your time. Yes. Your two years. Yes. Which okay. was totally opposite. And at first I was like, what am I doing? Right. Like I had all these friends that were getting these big jobs, okay. doing these cool things. And I'm you're like, signing up to go, I'm leaving, you know, yeah. it's almost like joining the army after graduating college or something, you know, right. it's like, I'm just going to put everything on pause and just go do my thing. Okay. So do you get um, paid when you do that? No. No. You pay. Yes. Yeah. So didn't make a single penny. <laughs> you paid to go do this. Okay. So so where did you go? I went to Portugal. Okay. So, so I they spent just... two years in Portugal. Okay. It was honestly one of the best times of my life though. So looking back at it now, I don't regret it at all. But going into it, I was like, is this really what I should be doing? So um, okay. So you didn't want to go really. You were doubting yeah. I mean, you, you wanted to go enough I wanted to enough signed up to do it. Yeah. Okay. So but I it turned into definitely a had my doubts and get this right before I left, I got a really good job offer really at a production. It's a kind of a marketing agency here in town. Okay. Um, they offered me a job to be like the head of production essentially for their company. Really good pay. 
I was like, ooh. You turned it I should down. do it. I turned it down. Just a gut instinct. I'm the type that if I commit to something, I'm going to do it. Okay. I didn't want to backpedal and be like, okay, never mind. I'm not going now. I'd already committed to it, and that's what I was going to do. And I said, you know what? When I come back, there will be other opportunities. I can make this work. So, so how old were you when you went to Portugal? Just shy of 21. 21. Like two months shy of turning 21. Yeah. So did you, you know, you didn't speak Portuguese before you left? No. So you went down, learned Portuguese. Yes. Did your two years. Uh-huh. You talk about how you do not regret it now, uh-huh. but le- going into it, you were doubting, second-guessing yourself Absolutely. a little bit. What what made it turn around? What changed? I'll be honest. The reason I feel like I'm a good entrepreneur and the reason I'm good at sales, which I think is a critical part to being an entrepreneur, you knew, you have to know how to sell. Yeah. Sell your product, sell your service, whatever it is. I think it came because of what I did out there. Yeah. I had to step out of my comfort zone. I had to try to speak a language I couldn't speak. People laughed at me. Right. You know, I probably said things that were the most outrageous things. Thinking I was saying it right, I wasn't. <laughs> um, Learning the language. Yeah, and just trying to talk to people and being able to connect to people on a different level. Gotcha. Um, not just trying to sell them something, but yep. being able to really understand who they are, where they come from, I think totally changed things on around. A di- on, yeah. a, on a different level. Okay. Yeah. So, so you learn Portuguese, you work there for two years, come back, mm-hmm. what, what happens next? So I came back, I once again did not have much of a game plan. Came back to Idaho Falls. Yes, yeah, not, came not back to, to Idaho Falls. I thought I was going to leave. I thought maybe I'd be here for a couple months and then I would head off to California, I don't know, just New York, wherever, um, okay. find a job, do something. Um, so I came home, I washed cars at a car dealership for like a month. Um, just to earn a little bit of money while detailing I was here cars. Board. Yeah, yeah. Um, then so, I actually so you're detailing cars while you have your bachelor's degree. In yes, film. making minimum wage. And you're I thinking was like, about what am I doing? You're thinking about wow, I just went for two years, learned this language. Yep. I turned down that dream job. Yep. And now you're washing cars. Yeah. Okay. So there was a lot of regret going through my mind. Okay. I, don't, I, just, I had to remind myself several times, like it'll work out. Don't worry about it. We'll f- get this figured out. So you're 23 at this point. Uh huh. Okay. Yep. Anyways. I did, I did that. Um, and then actually what kind of kept me here is I met my now wife. Right. So we started dating. We knew each other in high school. Yeah. Um, she was a freshman. I was a senior. We had a class together and we used to talk a lot and, but we never officially dated till I got home. Um, and so I met her and you know how girls are, man. I didn't want to leave (laughs) at that point. It's like, I'll work whatever job. I don't care as long as I'm around here. I can watch cars and then go see her afterwards. Exactly. So it's like, I'll work at McDonald's if I have to like, whatever. Okay. Um, so that she's really the only reason I'm still living in Idaho Falls. Honestly, I don't think I'd be here if I wouldn't have met her. So, I mean, that's <laughs> kind of the, what kept me around here. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I was like, I need to figure something out. You know, I don't want to be washing cars for very long. This so, is not so you what meet I her. Do. You know, you're dating now. You want to get married? Yeah. Uh, not right away, but I mean, after a little bit, it's like, yeah, this is definitely the girl I want to spend my life with. So, so now you're thinking, all right, if I'm going to get married, I've got to do something with my life. I can't wash cars. I got to figure this out. I mean, you can, out. but you want to make yeah. a comfortable lifestyle. Yeah. So actually, I found another job. I got a job offer to help basically kids that have like behavioral problems, anger issues, things like that. I was like, hey, I might be okay at this. Like, I'm, I'm pretty good with like teenagers. I'm good at talking with them. I kind of help them through their problems, cope with them. So I did that for a little while as well. I knew How that did was, you get that job? Some there was a guy that I knew that needed to fill the position. Basically, and said, okay. hey, just and it was paying better than I was making, so I just did it basically so I could make some more money. Okay. I did that for a little bit, and I realized very quickly that that was not the career of my not choice. For you. It was hard, man, working yeah. with some of those kids. Like just seeing where they came from on some really, really bad situations. 
Um, so that was tough. And I was like, yeah, this is not for me. It, it was just really tough where it, like it wore on you. Emotionally oh man, it was hard. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I feel bad. Cause it's like, no matter what I did, I feel like you can't help some of those people, man. It's just their family situation is just so bad. Um, so try your best and I don't know, sad situation. I still keep in contact with some of the kids that oh, I really? worked with and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, but it was just a tough job and I just didn't feel like I was cut out for it really to be quite honest. So that's when I actually took a job with my dad at the place he works now, Anderson Hitches, helping them with their marketing. And that's kind of what introduced me kind of to the marketing world, honestly. So you're back into, back into marketing. I'm starting to go more towards what I want to do. I didn't know for sure that like marketing in general never really crossed my mind. Like I like the marketing world, but I was more into the video side of things, not the overall marketing, you know, design, video, photo. Yeah. Okay. So I got a job there. I worked there for a while. The pay was all right, but it wasn't great. Then I actually found another job in town working at a local news station to help basically head their digital marketing division. So I worked there for a little bit. It was a good experience, but there was a lot of stuff that they did that I didn't really agree with. Not like ethically or anything like that. Just their I was like, you could be doing a lot better and you could be doing different. Yeah. Strategies basically is what it came down to is I knew I could do it better. I knew I could get a lot more for the clients than they were providing. So I said, Hey, I'm going to try to do this on my own. I think I can provide a better value. I think I can do a lot better being able to do my own thing and not restricted because of the company I worked for. Okay. So that's where I am today. So you just jumped. It's kind of my journey. Yeah. So, okay. So our paths crossed because I think you were doing some freelance work on the mm-hmm. side. So tell us how you started up that while you're working at the, the news station. Yeah. Um, kind of a funny story. So I was actually in Salmon, Idaho, which is about two hours north of where I live. And uh, we were there at a car dealership trying to get them to do some digital advertising with the, the news station that I worked for. And my wife called me and said, hey, there's this opportunity if, opportunity for us to go film. It's called like a blogger's night out, I think is what it's called, in Salt Lake. They want some little videos done. They contacted me. They want us to go do it. I think we should go do it. And I'd already taken like a bunch of time off of work at this point. So I was like, eh, maybe not. Like I can't take more time off. I probably shouldn't do it. So I just told her no at first. So how did your wife have that connection? What, what does she do? My wife's a photographer. Okay. Actually, she's a professional photographer. She's amazing at it. Go look her up, Callie Porter Photography. You'll be blown away. She's really good at what she does. So she was just building her business freelance yeah. photographer. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so she's also an entrepreneur. I, I go back to that and tell her story a little bit because it's kind of cool how she did her thing. Um, maybe we have her on one day. She yeah, can talk yeah. about her own story, actually. Um, but the more I thought about it, I was like, you know, I probably should go to this event. There's going to be some people there that I can network with. It could be a good thing for me. Cause at this point I was already thinking like, I want to out of the news station. I didn't love it there. Yeah. So I was like, eh, you know what? I probably should make it happen. So I figured out a way to make it work with my time off that I still had available. I went there. I met your wife there. Right. She was there as well. Um, we connected. She's like, Hey, we've got this thing that we do this YouTube channel called the mom's view. And we actually just moved it back to Idaho. We don't have anyone to film it. We need some help. Would you be interested? Let's all meet and see if it'd be something you'd be interested in. So we went and had dinner at Wingers one night with your wife um, and her two sister-in-laws, Kaylee and um, that she Colette. Yeah. yeah. So we had dinner with them. We decided, hey, let's try it out. Let's see if this works. Let's see if we all mesh together. See if we can make this happen. So we started filming the mom's zoo. We've been doing well, that. So you're, you're still, sorry to interrupt. You're still working at the <laughs> yes. station. At this point, I'm still working there. I'm doing this outside and I'm using 
every second of paid time off I have available to make this happen at this point. <laughs> I don't know two how jobs. I made it happen. Two full-time two jobs, jobs. Yeah. Okay. A lot of work. I'd be up late night, late at night, um, editing the episodes of the mom's view. Did you have equipment? I had my own equipment. Yeah. Okay. At this point, I'd, I'd done a lot of like wedding videos on the side, just earn a little bit of extra money. Okay. Um, just to get so some you experience. and your wife had done that. Yeah. She's a photographer. Yeah. It kind of, my wife does a lot of wedding photography okay. and someone once asked, Hey, I know your husband has a film degree. Would he want to do a video for my wedding? So I was like, sure, I'll try it out. Cool. And I, it was all right. It turned out all right. So I just Did started you love doing, doing that. More. What's that? Did you love, do you love doing weddings? Absolutely not. I hate it. <laughs> hate no. it. Okay. I have a couple I'm doing this year. Um, they're okay. I take that back. There are some weddings that are fun. Right. Um, We've traveled a lot of places. Like we actually traveled to Portugal last year to shoot a wedding. That was fun. Back to Portugal. Yeah, we went to Vail, Colorado and shot a beautiful wedding up in the mountains. That was a lot of fun. We've been to Washington DC, um, to Palm Beach, California. So, I mean, we've been a lot of cool places. Those weddings are fun. We like doing those because then we usually extend the vacation, just relax for a little bit. but just the wedding day itself is so stressful. And you don't wake up in the morning thinking, I, I can't wait to shoot a wedding. No. It's not your passion. No, definitely not. Okay. It was good experience though. Like, okay. I'm glad I did it because it helped me get to where I am. You got to kind of perfect your skills, uh, you know, yeah. use your... Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, and it helped me kind of be creative. I mean, you, you can only be so creative with a wedding video. You're filming people getting married. I mean, you can't like stage right. anything really. You're just filming as it's happening. Yeah. But there's still some creative parts to it that you can throw in there. And so it kind of helped me start thinking that way. But definitely not something I'd want to do bit. all the time. Yeah. No, I, I'll do a few a year okay. now is all. And I just pick and choose which ones I want to do. Okay. So at this point, you are, you, so your wife is a freelance photographer. She's yeah. doing, you know, she's successful at that. You're building your kind of, freelance video is what it started off with. Yeah. So, okay. So then you did a couple wedding videos here Mm -hmm. and there. You went to this social media blogging event. Yeah. Networked. Yeah. Met my wife who Uh does social media. Yep. You know, she's an influencer or creator. Um, my wife was like starstruck when she met her too. (laughs) I don't really get starstruck myself. I'm like, Hey, they're just a normal person. But she was like, this is so cool. You know, she was definitely starstruck the night we went out to dinner, dinner following of the, you know, it's just there are people, you know, they've got a big following. A lot of people know who they are. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now you, so you're working at the station full time. Yep. Using all of your paid time off your vacation time, your sick time to run your outside business. Mm hmm. You're buying the equipment. Yes. You're building Spent a, a lot brand. Of did you, okay, so at this time, you know, let's think about social media. Did you have like a business license and did you have a we, company established? Yes, were, we got a business license. Okay. We knew we had to. Um, yeah. We were making okay money at this point. So we got it and we just established it basically as just a video slash photo company. It's called Porter Pro Media. Okay. Um, and then my wife does business as Cali Porter Photography, but that's part of the Porter Pro Media brand. It's gotcha. a subsidiary company. Okay. Um, so yeah, at this point, but it, for me, it was just a part-time gig. It was just okay. a way to earn some extra money to, you know, buy Whatever. more toys, have fun, go yeah. on vacation, things like that. So yeah. for her, it was a full-time thing. For me, it was more of a part-time thing. I had this full-time job at the news station at this point. So, okay. So now you're working two jobs uh-huh. basically. How, I mean, I mean, how'd you make the jump? Did you, did you, you started to see success yes. in the, with the Porta Pro Media uh-huh. and it, it, did it surprise you? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. I always knew I wanted to be. Hello. <laughs> We've got a crew outside watching us. Jackson's wife just walked in with our baby. Yep. Yep. We'll talk about him later. Yeah. I'll ask we'll get, about we'll get my wife on, on the that? podcast. We'll get my wife, wife on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. We should get both of our wives on. Yeah. Um, 
So what, 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 was what the pulled you away from oh, yeah. the news station? So I knew I had to. I had eaten all my paid time off at this point. I was like, I either do, I either do this, you know, the filming, all this stuff on the side, or I continue to work my full-time job. It basically got to the point where I had to choose one or the other. So um, you, you said I can either be a really terrible employee yeah, or I can be a great business owner. Yeah. Or I, well, I, I didn't I can't know if I was going to be great at this point. Yeah. I probably figured I'd be terrible at that as well. But. So had you read any books about entrepreneurship? Did you? Yeah. I, mean, I love to read okay. books about, I mean, like I, I read the Steve Jobs book. Steve Jobs I always liked. I mean, he's, there's mixed opinions about him. He had a very interesting way of leading his team, but I think he's a brilliant man. Right. Um, I had read books. I'd seen others. My wife's family are all entrepreneurs, so they I'd seen their story. Um, my dad was an entrepreneur. So I've, I've been around a lot of them. I've heard their stories. I've seen their success. Okay. So it always was in me to want to be an entrepreneur. I just didn't think it would happen so early. I thought it would be later on in life that it would happen, honestly. So, okay. So now you're sitting here. You've got this job at the news station, uh-huh. kind of the job that you thought you might have out of college, something yeah. to kind of launch your career, yeah. taking the first steps there. You've got... I'm sure you've got a 401k, you've got benefits. Uh-huh. Yeah, full benefits, health insurance, health, dental, vision, okay. 401k, employee match, you know, everything that you can dream of as far as benefits go. They take they took good care of you. What yeah. what what uh, new I was station making was decent money too, honestly. Yeah, good more money. than I'd ever made before. So, you guys bought a house. Yeah, you know, we you bought a house. Comfortable lives. Yep. Okay. So it's enough to provide for your family. Your wife's got the side business that she's focusing on. Now yeah. all of a sudden you've got Porter Pro Media. Uh-huh. And you are entrepreneurial. But you had to be nervous. Oh, I was so nervous. Panic. I don't think I've ever been more nervous. I had to get, I probably asked everyone I knew, what do you guys think about this? Like, should I quit? Should, what should I do? Yeah. Um, I got mixed opinions, honestly. Some people said, no, keep your benefits. Like, you're making good money. Why would you quit and throw that all away? But I also had people that were in full support of it. Like, do it. I think okay. I think you're in the right path. I think it's a good career choice. I think you could kill it if you do it. So I, I had mixed opinions. So you're doing weddings. You've got uh, you know you're building your social network. Uh-huh. You are running a YouTube channel. Yeah. You're producing a content for this YouTube channel. Uh-huh. When did you jump? At what point? Yeah. At what point? What made you jump? It, it basically just came down to there's two things. Well, okay. There's actually a few things that made me jump. First off, the place I was working had a very odd way of leading. Um, just their leadership, I don't know, the way they led a team was really, I didn't agree with it. Okay. Um, they were the type that would, instead of praising people, instead of building them up, they would tear you down always. Like, even if you were doing good, you were never doing good enough. Okay. And I didn't really, I don't like that. Right. I mean, it doesn't ever make you feel good. You're never excited to go to work when you just know you're going to be ripped into for something stupid. So you never felt like you had done... You had pleased them. You never feel appreciated, basically. Gotcha. And I think, I mean, there's times when you have to rip into someone, I think. But there's also times you should be building them up and helping right. them feel good about themselves, especially when they're doing well. I mean, I had set every record you could possibly think of there. So you were working hard. You were trying. Oh, yeah. I was bringing in more money for them than anyone else has in that position before. Um, but I never felt like I was appreciated for doing that. There were some people that did show appreciation, appreciation some managers. But for the most part, most of them were just like, whatever, you should be doing more. Okay. Um, so that's kind of what I was like, you know what? I don't even love it here anyways. So I've already got some side stuff going on. I can live off this for a little while based on what I'm earning. It's not going to be as much as I am earning right now at my full-time job with this as well. But uh, I knew I could live on it and I knew I could build something bigger if I quit and just went full steam ahead with so what just, I was doing. 
sat down with your boss and said, hey, I'm putting in my two weeks. Yeah, that was a hard conversation because actually the person that was my boss, we got along really well. Yeah. Um, and I know they had invested a lot of time into me, um, a lot of resources. So it was hard to just say, you know what, I was only there a year. So it's like, I didn't expect that. I thought I'd be there for three to five years before I quit. Yeah. Um, but I just knew it was time. So, so you, what'd your wife say? Was she encouraging? She was in full support, okay. actually, which helps right. tremendously. Yeah. If she was against it, I probably would have second guessed. But she just said, you know what? Get out of there. If you think it's right, you think you can make it work, do it. I support you. So she did, did you have a herself, bunch of cash so. saved up? I mean, you had very little. Very little. A little bit. Enough to like where I was like, okay, I can make this work for a little bit, but not enough to be like, Oh, we're good. No worries. Like I had to work hard when I left. Yeah. I was working around the clock basically. You to were make worried about happen. making your Absolutely. mortgage. And there was times where I probably had, you know, my bank account was very scary looking. Right. Um, right. I've never been like so nervous. Like how am I going to pay these bills? Probably the first like three to six months of quitting. It was just like just enough to get by basically. Okay. So, so, so okay. So you quit, you lose the paycheck, you lose the benefits, uh-huh. you lose the cush job. Uh huh. You are running a YouTube channel, producing content for that. Yeah. It's not enough to get by. You're depleting your savings account. Mm-hmm. How do you build clients? What, what was your next step yeah. once you so quit? Kind of what I did was I approached the people I already knew. Okay. Um, I had a network of people that, you know, friends, family, things like that, that owned businesses that I knew needed help from, you know, kind of with what I could offer to them. Um, so I approached those people first and said, hey, I'm doing my own thing now. I know you guys could use help in this area. How can I fit in? How can I make this work? How can I, you know, you just call provide them. my resources? Yeah. And honestly, at first I just did it for, I mean, not very much money, just enough to be like that they felt comfortable paying me. Right. Um, so now I don't take clients for a certain, you know, less than a certain amount of money. Like yeah. we have a certain threshold they have to hit before we'll even consider working with them. Back then I would have worked with just about anyone. You have a few hundred bucks. Great. Let's make it work. So at this point you were just, you weren't, you weren't running their social media or you no, were just video production. Mostly just video production. Okay. A little bit of like marketing stuff. So my father-in-law owns some uh, car dealerships and we were helping him get some like banner ads online, things like that. Get some get some exposure for him online. So. so slowly building that part of the business. Mm-hmm. Yep. Were you doing any weddings? Um, I was, I had to. So at you this lo- point. Yeah. when they came along, you jumped on. Yeah. I would take just about any wedding that came my way at that point. So just, to, I had to do whatever I had to do to make some money. So yes, I took a lot of weddings that first year. Weddings. Okay. Yeah. So I'm thinking of where the business was then, right? Did you have any employees or was it just you? Nope, just me and my wife. You and your wife. My wife owns 50%. I own the other 50%. So. Okay. And you but guys she was mostly focused up. on her wedding or photography stuff. So it was mostly just me focused on this other side of things, the marketing side of things. Okay. So you start getting a couple more clients. Uh-huh. They're pleased with the work you do. Yes. And that's what you learned in film school, uh-huh. right? How to cut the video out. Yeah. It. Yeah. Yep. You start to see some traction there. Mm-hmm. Did you, did, did you network through them or how'd you get more? How'd you move into the bigger business? So crazy th- thing is I have, never once advertised my business to okay. this point still haven't so okay so you're not you don't have billboards. it wasn't until two months ago that i even had a functioning website okay. like my website always just said under construction for the first like year or so of business okay That's just, i didn't have time to build my own website yeah. but uh so honestly everything has come from word of mouth and people seeing our work and saying hey i need that for my business too how do we make this happen so it's all been just word of mouth and networking hundred percent. I mean, I did eventually hire an employee that went out and started selling some stuff, but, and, and he would just go to your network or yeah, 
I mean, most of the people that we work with were people that we already had relationships with. And there's also other people we work with that had relationships with the people that we were working with that contacted us through that. So after they saw your work and what you did. Yep. Our work was just speaking for itself, basically. So you hired someone. How did you move into, so now you, you manage, I mean, you're a full media production company. Yes. You run social media. Yep. You help them with SEO. Uh How did you branch into that from video production? Yeah. So, I mean, like when I was over at the news station, like I said, I was overseeing all their digital marketing. So that's kind of what definitely got me going that way. Um, But the services they were offering weren't the greatest. They weren't really helping anyone. Um, Social media is where I knew everything was going, where people were lacking in this area. They did not have social media presences. They were not doing... I mean, any sort of advertising on social media at all. So you just saw the opportunity. You said, all right, you hired me to to build, uh, to create this video. But what about this? We need to promote this video. How do we get this in front of people is basically what it came down to. We made this awesome video showcasing your product, showcasing your company, showcasing who you are. But we need to get it in front of people so they see it. Okay. And I don't think television advertising or anything is the way to do that if you want to get it in front of a large audience. So, so I started helping them strategize to get that in front of the right audience, to get it in front of people. And I started noticing I was pretty good at yeah. doing that. I mean, knowing how to get the right message in front of the right person and turn that into money for that business. Profit. So yeah. How did you learn those how did you learn those skills? Um I did a lot of reading online, a okay. lot of tutorials, a lot of learning from other people that are doing it. And a lot of trial and error on my part, just doing it and seeing what works and what doesn't. So, so now you are fully employed. You're running yes. this out of your house. I was running it out of my house out for a house long time at this yep. point. Just a little office in my house. Uh, we got this like 12 foot desk built. There's three of us working at the desk. Just had in an my extra house. room in the house. You yep. and your buddy and and your wife. Yep. Okay. Just doing our thing. So now you're building a, an advertising agency, uh-huh. right? You, you've got a full blown media company. Yeah. You approach you approach other companies and you say, here's what we do. We can, it's all bottom line. Yeah. We'll make more money if you use yeah. us and it's proven. Here are the clients we've worked with. I'm sure you came up with testimonials or mm-hmm. you had them vouch for you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so you started building all these clients. You, you've got this business. How did you grow it from your spare bedroom? Yeah. So, I mean, I'll be just completely upfront. I don't mind being transparent here. Yeah. When I first started the business, I was making probably about anywhere from three to four grand a month on profit. Just from wedding videos. Wedding videos, you know, the YouTube channel, just whatever came my way. And that was on the side? Yes. Okay, so you had that plus your salary from the news station. Yeah, so I was doing really well at that point when I was working my full-time job and doing this. But then I quit and I just had the basically the side stuff was all that was going for me at that point. Yeah. Um, So we went from there. And within, I've, I quit my full-time job just about a little over a year ago, like a year and a few months ago. And, uh, at this point we are, we do about just under $40,000 a month in billing. So that's crazy. Went big jump in just a year for sure. So that's just from securing contacts. That's just from getting good clients. Absolutely. We just went out, we chose who, we, who do we want to work with? Who can we bring the most value to? Who needs it the most in this area? Let's approach those people. And that's what we did. So we went after those people. We knew they had good marketing budgets. We knew that they needed our help and they're all happy with what we have going on. And then we actually started getting clients out of town, out of state, things like that as well. Just, so. just organic word yeah. of mouth yeah. networking. Yep. So now we're sitting in, we'll, we'll eventually have a video up so we can put the kind of a 
a YouTube video of the podcast up, but we're sitting in Tyler's office um, in Idaho Falls, brand new office, completely renovated. We're mm-hmm. sitting in the conference room right now. How did you make the jump? You know, and now you've got more yeah. employees. Tell us how you grew and from your house. That was another thing that was a little bit nerve wracking. Like, hey, let's go find an office space. I'm committing to. I mean, we committed to a three year lease here. Yeah. Um, and obviously, that's all on me. I got to figure out a way to pay that every month. Right. Um, right. So that was. I, we had the money. We had some money coming in. I knew we could make it happen, but it's just being able to sustain sustain that. You know, over the years. Um, but I just knew it was time. If we wanted to grow, we couldn't do it from my house. There was room for like three of us. And, uh, that was it. And I was like, you know, if we're going to grow, if we're going to start appealing to, you know, these larger clients, we need to have our own space. We need to have something that looks good and we need to have room to grow, um, and feel like we're actually going to work and not just going to hang out at my house. Right. So, yeah. That yeah. would be hard. Newest time bed is 30 yards away. <laughs> yeah. You know, exactly. there's my Xbox. Yeah. Okay. So now how many employees do you have? So there's three full-time employees right now. Still the solid. We have our three. I have two part-time employees and we have two people we contract out that work with us essentially under so us scaling, doing everything. Yeah. yeah. We're hiring one more full-time employee um, at the end of this month. And I'm in negotiations right now with another possible full-time employee. So, I mean, we could be seven to eight of us here shortly in the next month or so. That's crazy. Yeah. Pretty great from wedding videos. We have some really big contracts that we're just kind of solidifying. Um, I don't know if you can talk about those. Are they probably not like a lot of detail right now? Just because I don't want to. I mean, it's more like I feel like I'm going to curse myself if I say too much. (laughs) But uh, you know, as you do the work and you make these videos, you put them. Do you? I mean, you can. People can look at your social media and see what you've done. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I mean, we've had a lot of clients reach potential clients reach out to us from seeing like. Oh, who's doing so-and-so social media? Like they went from nothing to just like killing it. Now they're getting, you know, all sorts of engagement. They're getting all sorts of exposure. They're obviously not doing it on their own. Who's helping you? So we have one client specifically that we've done a lot of like very unique things with them on social media that have blown up and gotten them a ton of exposure so quick. I mean, within a month of working with them, we went from 200 likes on their face or 180 likes on their Facebook page to over 2000. Right. I mean, it just blew up real quick. We just figured out, okay, what do people want to see? What do we put work. in front of them? And that, that business owner has had, he says probably anywhere from 20 to 30 other business owners call him specifically or email him asking who's doing your guys' stuff. Cause I want to talk to them. Yeah. So, I yeah. mean, it's just, I'm, I'm a firm believer that rather than, I mean, I think it's good to go out and sell. You need to go find clients, things like yeah. that. We got to keep the business growing, but I think our work should speak for ourselves as well. I think yeah, if we're doing good work, they're going to come to us. Yeah. You know? Okay. I like it. It's all organic. Okay, so um, we're sitting here now. What's next? What's on the What's on your radar now? That's a good question. I besides, honestly besides I have some big goals. Yeah. So my five year plan is I want to be a fifty million dollar business in five years, which okay. everyone thinks is freaking crazy. Which I probably think it's crazy too, but I think it's possible. I like it. Um, I think by the end of the year we will be a million dollar business, um, just based on what we have going on right now. Yeah. So I have to grow fifty times that in the next four years, okay. but I think it's possible. We're we're teaming up with some really, really talented people. We're hiring some very talented individuals and I think they're going to bring a lot of value to the table and we're just going to be able to expand really quickly. Okay. So that's kind of our plan. Okay. We want to be a full blown um, marketing agency. We want to stay ahead of the curve, whether it's, you know, VR is the next big thing or whatever it is. We want to make sure that we can offer what's big at that time and be able to capitalize on that and have your finger figure out how to get people on there and gotcha. make it valuable for these companies. Okay. Um, all right, so here's a question I like. Um, if you could give one piece of advice 
to yourself five years ago or think about the Tyler that was washing yeah. cars with a degree. <laughs> yeah. You know, what would you say? What was the best thing that helped you? I think the best thing that helped me personally was just expanding my knowledge and just going for it. I mean, I could have just said, no, I've got this cush job. I've got these benefits. I'm not going to do it. Why would I? I'm stupid to do it. But I knew what I needed to do and I knew what I wanted to do and I just went for it and it's paid off. I'm making right. more money than I've ever made now. Um, our lifestyle is a lot better, but it's not just about the money. It's just about the freedom that I get working here. I mean, I can take an hour or two out of the day to, you know, record a podcast. A podcast. Yeah. yeah. Well, before I would never have been able to do that. So, so are you working more hours now? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, my life is crazy right now. I'm probably anywhere from 12 to 16 hours is my normal day right now. So busy, but you love it, but it's worth it. I yeah. love it. Yes. So I want that to calm down. Eventually I can't, right. my wife would kill me. I could do it. <laughs> well, you're going to have to in December, right? Yes. I'm having a baby in December. Congratulations. First, so I'm going to have to calm down a little bit, yeah. but, uh, I could work. I like working. I just like to be busy. I've always been the type, whether it's cleaning my garage or whether it's working on my business, I want to be doing something, but at the same time, I'm, I do feel burnt out a lot. Yeah. So I do need some breaks from work. So the, the college Tyler that wanted to create documentaries yeah. to better people's lives, uh -huh. is that Tyler satisfied with what you're doing now? Um, no. No? I don't think I'm ever the type that is ever really satisfied. Okay. There could be more. I could be doing more. I want to do bigger and better things. I want to take over the world, you know? Okay. Um, my wife can attest to this. I'm always <laughs> talking about how can I make more money? How could I grow this? What can I do? And she gets sick of it. She's like, you know what? After work hours, let's just not talk about work. She tells me that all off. the time, but it's always what I'm thinking about. How can I grow? What can I do differently? Um, I still have that goal to use my talents to help other people. So I'm going to find ways to do that right now. I'm focused on building this business and really making it something great. And then I think when I can step back just a little bit, I think I will figure out how I can use my talents, you know, whether it's helping kids in need, whether it's, you know, things going on in India, Africa, whatever it is, I'm going to find a cause that I can really get behind and use my talents to help that cause. I think one of the things that I would point out there is, you know, you may not be creating films that inspire, yeah, but you own a business that employs people. Yes. That has benefits. Yeah. One of your, one of the guys you work with, he's building a house. Yeah. That's because of Porter Pro Media. Exactly. So, you know, there's a lot of pressure with that too, though. Do you get in, you get satisfaction from that though, right? Yes. Does that make you feel good? It does good? feel good to be able to pay a good salary. Yeah. I mean, I'm a firm believer. I like to pay people for what they're worth. We live in a town where people only pay because it's like, oh, it's a low cost of living here. So I'm not going to pay you anything because you don't need to make money. But I think if someone's bringing me a lot of value to the table and they're making me a lot of money, they deserve to be rewarded for that. Right. I don't care what the cost of living is here. If they're bringing me a lot of money, they deserve to make a lot of money. So the, the, what you learn from the station, the, the news station, and how to lead or how not to lead. Yes. Do you do the opposite? What's your leadership style? I try style? to. Okay. I'm still trying to learn to be a good leader, though. Yeah. I don't think it's something you learn overnight. Yeah. Um, I've always been good at managing people, working with people, understanding people. But I think it's definitely different now than it ever has been before. Right. Because um, I'm doing my own thing. Like, my business depends on these people that are working for me to do their job right. But I also like to give freedom, and I like to have an atmosphere that, everyone's happy and they're enjoying what they're doing and they look forward to coming to work and not yeah. dreading it. So I try to do my best to make sure that that's always happening. Okay, cool. Let's see. I got two more questions. My wife's poking the baby through the window. I'm looking at her. Um, two more questions. What yep. is your, what is the hardest part of running this business? Running a business. 
I would say the hardest part is probably just, that's a really good question. There are a lot of hard parts about running a business, to be quite honest. The part I hate the most is just all the book work, paperwork, insurance, all that stuff you have to figure taxes. out on a day-to-day, but yeah, taxes. There's just a lot of little things you have to always be thinking about that I don't want to have to think about. And eventually, probably won't have to think about. I'll hire people to do it for me, so I don't right. have to worry about it as much. But that part sucks. Um, the other part I think that is hard about running a business is just staying motivated enough and not giving up. I mean, there were times that I probably could have been like, you know, what, I need to go find a full-time job somewhere else because we're barely just scraping by. Um, but just sticking it through and saying, you know what, I'm going to make this work. Yeah. So there might be times where you should bail. If you're losing money left and right, then yeah, you probably should pull out and be done. But uh, I knew that there was something there and I knew I just needed to give it enough time to make it work. So just staying motivated in the hard times and making sure that you can pull through it. So, so how do you stay motivated? I think you... It, I think part of it just is in people. Yeah. I think I've always been the type. I hate to give up. I hate to quit. So I've okay. always been genetic. I'm just going to do it. Yeah. I'm going to make this work. But I think the other part is just doing something you're passionate about. I think if I was like, you know, making fidget spinners, like it would be cool to be making the money, but if yeah. push came to shove and things got tough, I'd probably just bail real quick. Cause like, whatever, I don't freaking care. This is stupid. Anyways. You don't wake up thinking yeah. about fidget spinners. No. Gotcha. So okay. I think, where I'm super passionate about what I do. I love what I do. I want to make it work. I'm going to do everything to make it work because I know that this is what I want to do the rest of my life. Yeah. So okay. I found something I'm passionate about and just rolling with it. It's awesome, man. Yeah. It's a great story. Hey, I think there's a lot of things that people can learn from it. Um, I don't think your story's anywhere close to being finished. No, there's right. a lot more to it. Yeah. So, and we'll, I'm sure we'll get into more details about other things as we go along yeah. in this podcast, stuff like that. But that's kind of, in a nutshell who I am. Yeah. So, all right, we'll give everybody your, uh, kind of your website and, um, Twitter, whatever, how yeah. to contact you. So, I mean, uh, you can check out, if you want to check out my business, porterpromedia.com. Um, check me out on Twitter, Instagram, all those. It's just Tyler D Porter. Tyler Porter is a very common name. So I never <laughs> get that username. So middle I have to throw there. my middle initial in there yeah. always. So Tyler D Porter. Um, yeah, come go check me out. Tweet Love to connect with you guys. Him things you know he'll yeah answer. ask me any question you want come come talk with me i always i try to talk with everyone that you know comes on instagram things like that so yeah we're trying to what we want to do here is kind of interview local guests or, or people that have built businesses that are not already all over the social media platform yeah. like if yeah. we had gary v on it would be hard for him to reply to everybody we'd love to have him on i mean don't get me wrong gary if you want to come on come on and yeah but one of the benefits, I think, of interviewing kind of the local guys is they'll interact with you. They'll, yeah. You can ask them questions yeah. and, and they'll respond. So Tyler will do that. I mean, that's what, I think that's what we want the most out of this. Yeah. I want people to feel like they can connect and they can ask us anything or ask our guests anything and learn from us. So to Tell your story, whatever, yeah, you know, exactly. tell their stories. Anyways, thanks, Tyler. Yep.